Hello, my name is Billy. And my name is Christy. And welcome to the Front Porch Sessions Thoughts On Series. The Thoughts On Series is a little different than our regular podcast. The Thoughts On Series podcast will be much more sporadic in their releases, although at times there might be regular weekly releases of a particular series. The Thoughts On Series is exactly what it sounds like. Our thoughts on particular topics. It is our opportunity to share lessons, experiences, and hopefully offer some help and guidance to others on a variety of topics. And on this particular Thoughts On episode, we are referring to it as an off-the-cuff episode. I like Thoughts it. On, off-the-cuff, because we have not uh, spent a lot of time discussing this. We've known what the topic is going to be for a little bit of time. We have had some individual thoughts on it. We have not, at least I have not, looked into what other people have to say on this, mm-hmm. the so-called experts, mm-hmm. or any of the research out there. Mm-hmm. So what you are getting basically is our unfiltered uh, <laughs> thoughts on work-life balance. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. So work-life balance. Let's begin with this question, Miss Christie. <laughs> How would you define this idea of work-life balance or what is it? Maybe there's not a definition, mm. but how, how, are, how are you thinking about this? Well, my first thought went to one word and impossible. And that's not true, but sometimes it really does feel like a, a challenge that will never be conquered. And I don't necessarily take that as a bad thing. I, I just mean that it's something that you constantly have to work at. I think balance in general is hard to find, and in this particular situation, it it's not a 50-50 formula. It is not an easy, well, just turn this off or turn that on. It, it just, it, it takes work. What about you? It is tough to, to do. I think it's tough to define as mm-hmm. well. It is looking, I mean, it's right there in what we're talking about, balance. Mm-hmm. What is that balance? Trying to find some sort of equilibrium between the two. When it when is the appropriate time to focus your effort on such things? Yeah. There, uh, not long ago, and when I say not long ago, it may be six months to a year ago. I don't really remember. Okay, but I saw I think it, I saw a tweet that said there was no such thing as work life balance, mm. and about how you needed to combine those and be all in. And I don't remember enough about it. I didn't chase the rabbit on that particular mm-hmm. one to know what the individual tweeter was saying there, but that struck me as odd. And Mm -hmm. you see other articles that say, no, you have to have work-life balancing, create some separation and stuff with that. Mm -hmm. For me, it is kind of all-encompassing because you're right, it is a struggle to be all work or to be all life Mm -hmm. at certain times. But I think it comes down to knowing when to put your efforts where. Okay. And I don't know if that's accurate because once we start diving into this and do, reading what other people have to say, we may change our minds. Mm. And I'm totally okay with that. Yeah. I think on some degree, too, I don't want to say that we're in a unique situation because we're not really unique overall. Mm-hmm. We are for where we're located, I think, and maybe not completely. We're a little bit unusual. Okay. Because. (laughs) Just end a sentence, right? (laughs) Yes, we could say that. But particularly in regards to this uh, work-life balance, we are a little bit unusual because you and I both work at the same place. Yep. And in essence, we have the same job function. And same schedule. 
and pretty much the same schedule. Yeah. yeah. There are some variances with our class schedule. Mm-hmm. We serve on different committees. Mm-hmm. We have different responsibilities related to those and to some other things. But we're both college professors. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is not completely unique because all across the country, there are individuals that work at the same place and do the same things, even within academia. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of our, our primary, for, let's start over. Our primary professors in college were a husband-wife team. You remember that? History professors? Oh, yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. They were, I had to think way back, didn't I? Yes. Uh, they were married. Yes. And taught in the same department. Even. Yes, yes. And, uh, you know, at various times, one of them has been the department chair and kind yep. of the boss of the other at yep. work situation. Yeah. I think right now we work with one other couple uh, yes. that are serving in the same role as professors and they're married. Uh, there are other couples on campus that work in different departments. One yes. may be faculty, one may be something on the staff side, or there may be even be a couple I don't know that are you know completely staff, but totally different functions. I also uh, can think of some other people that we're friends with that they work at, in education with the public school systems, but they're in different roles. Yes. Uh, so I'd say that, and probably spend a little bit too long trying to explain that type of thing, because at least my perspective and probably your perspective, so that would be our perspective, is going to be a little bit slanted on some of these things. Sure. And these ideas may not work for other people. Mm -hmm. Now, I do know of other people that uh, are in the same line of work, Mm -hmm. but they don't work together. Right. And that creates a challenge, too. I think back when I was practicing law and I was at the courthouse and I ran into a guy I went to law school with. Mm-hmm. His wife was also in law school at the same time. Mm. And they they do totally different types of legal work. Uh, she, I think at that point she was the corporate counsel for a, a large business and, mm-hmm. and he was in private practice. And he, we were talking about those things and uh, each one of them hated what the other one did oh. with that. They, I mean, not hated, but they were like, I could never do that type oh, of I work. Oh, I see. Okay. And that's what I'm saying. Okay. But so that's going to be different challenges to come home yeah. and to talk about those yeah. things. But as I've thought about this a little bit before we started recording, and again, this is going to end up having to be a lot of setup, and I apologize for that. But because you and I serve in essentially the same capacity uh, at work, if one of us has a bad day, Mm -hmm. odds are pretty good that both of us have had a bad day. Mm -hmm. And in the instances where only one of us has actually had a bad day at the office, Mm -hmm. the other one is probably going to have a bad night Mm -hmm. when we both get home. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to address any of that? Well, it's... I was actually thinking as you were talking about some of our friends that work in a similar industry, um, but maybe in different roles or different institutions or whatever the case may be. And I thought, you know, a big issue for us is also proximity. So we're blocks from our institution. And so there is not that release, so to speak, between work and home. When you were in practice, you probably had sometimes 20 to 30 minute drive home it, just because yes. of traffic. It depended on what time yeah. I left the office. Some, I Realistically, no traffic. I was 12 to 15 minutes away from my office. And sometimes I would stay late or go early so I can make it that time. If I left at quitting time, Sometimes it was more like an hour to get home. Yeah, yeah. But you had that time to process through, think about things, and kind of, 
disrobe from the day, disrobe. so to speak. Um, <laughs> I, I would have gone with decompressed. There we go. But, you <laughs> That's know, probably even less the, Even though the Thoughts on series is a little bit more serious. Oh, oh I'm sorry. There's, there's still comedic I'll aspects to it. Because <laughs> we're being real here. Yeah, yeah. And the Thoughts on some of them are the realest of the real. Yeah. But yeah, there was that time to decompress from yes. whatever had happened at the office or in court or wherever, yes. whatever had going on that day. And the same with you. Yes. You had some time to decompress. So when you get home, you're not still frustrated potentially about the day yeah. and unloading. Yeah. And and particularly towards the end of our time while you were in practice, my job had odd hours. And so I may work at night and you were working at, I want to say it was an eight to five job, but we know that's not really how you are. You work much more than eight to five with any job you do. But uh, that, that certainly added to some of that stress. But again, with us having different schedules that, that allowed a little bit of a different approach. I think that uh, where we really struggle as far as we're doing similar work and we are having similar problems we have never, can we own this? We have never figured out the solution to both having a bad day or one having a bad day and then thus bringing it home and the other person having a bad night. We have not cracked that code as far as I know yet. I've tried. You have. I've tried by, well, we're just not going to talk about it <laughs> or I'm not going to talk about it. Just let me go be frustrated and sulk in the corner. <laughs> Boy, you can paint a picture, can't you? Yes. The trouble is, this is, and, and this is probably true with most couples, we have different personalities in that regard. I feel like, and I'm going to own that, I feel like I need to talk through it. That may not necessarily be true, okay. but I feel like I need to talk through it. And that's not really your thing at all. Like, you don't need it. Like, you, you need to just be quiet and... Contemplate about it yeah. and how, how it's... Went down, or how I'm going to deal with yes. it, and then able to move on a little bit. You you want to talk about it, and this is a problem <laughs> in some regards because, particularly when it comes to you, uh, and I'll just leave it at that for now. Particularly when it comes to you, I am like uh, Vanilla Ice's DJ. Okay. <laughs> you know, if you got a problem, he's going to solve it. Oh, yes. Yes. You know? And we've had many conversations about this and you'll acknowledge, I know you're not going to A, you, listen to me, B, do what I tell you to do, or like you've, you've come up with a couple of right. <laughs> things to say before you offer your advice, but and you can't a, help yourself. You're, you're right. I can't help myself because when it comes to you and there's a problem, I'm going to solve it or I think I'm going to go solve it. <laughs> and there have been a number of times that you said, I don't want you to do anything. I understand. Mm -hmm. I intellectually know that a lot of times you just want somebody to listen. Yeah. And you don't want my advice. You don't want me to get involved and you don't want me to go solve the problem. Yeah. Especially since you but know all the characters I'm referring to when I, I come home from work. When it comes to my family, though, I'm a big time protector mm -hmm. and I will solve the problems. Mm -hmm. So I, I do struggle with that. Yeah. With that. And Which so, makes that balance even harder, right? Because it does. we don't have. A, a way to cut off the two different worlds seamlessly or naturally, partially right. because of my personality and my desire to work through things verbally and partially because your version of working through things verbally means you're going to go solve it if necessary. Yes. And, and I am open to in certain situations or certain times 
just talking through whatever. And I think I've done this on occasion with you. I was like, on I, you, you've <laughs> told me something and I've thrown out, well, could this be what had happened? Yeah. And there's a misunderstanding. Yes. I do try to look at it from a multitude of perspectives. Yes. I'm not always giving advice, but, you know, and sometimes I'm like, okay, we do need to talk through this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes even I just maybe need to get it out or bounce it off to get mm-hmm. another perspective. Mm-hmm. But trying to figure out when to do that, yeah. how to do that becomes problematic for yeah. us. And again, I do envy people. Uh, for example, my brother, mm-hmm. he probably has 45 minute commute every day. Yeah. And again, his is going to be dependent on traffic. Yes. 45 minutes to yes. uh, an hour. He has a what I'm going to presume to be a high, high stress job. Oh, yes. And but he has that time to decompress yes. a little bit before he gets home. Yes. We don't have that. Yes. Even if the kids have something after school and we have to go to the school to pick them up, mm-hmm. that's still a few more blocks. Mm-hmm. Five minutes is not enough time. No. Oftentimes. <laughs> no. But I've also heard stories of people that don't have a long commute, but they may make it a long commute or when they get home, they go ahead and sit in their car for another 10 minutes yeah. and just kind of meditate or, yeah. or relax and I, I think you hit on something too that sometimes I have to do this, and sometimes when I do this, it frustrates you mm. to where I say we're not going to talk about it anymore. <laughs> because as we talk through these things, sometimes you know my blood pressure goes up, yes, and it I don't does. know if that's accurate or not, it. but I get this feeling, <laughs> and I get you know this frustration about yeah. whatever's going on, and. I feel like, okay, if we keep this discussion, it's going to ruin my day or it's going to ruin my evening. Sometimes when we're going over to the big city, mm-hmm. we don't intend to have these discussions. Yeah. But inevitably, it kind of something comes up and we start going. And sometimes it's very pleasant. The other day, we took a trip and we had discussions. Discussions, words are hard. <laughs> some of these discussions going over and it, it was fine. It was yeah. kind of peaceful. But there are other times peaceful. with what we're talking about, <laughs> I'm just like, I can't talk about this anymore. Yeah. We're going to ruin this whole trip. We're going to ruin the rest of the day while we're yeah. out with our family trying to do things. And that frustrates you at some times because you're like, well, why do you get to pick and choose? Well, I and I'm say, trying to figure out, okay, if we have to stop this before it boils over and I get really frustrated. Well, and what's kind of funny is I I was willing to admit that part of my frustration with you doing that is that you get to choose when we stop. <laughs> you, you're always welcome to choose as well. Well, but what I probably have got to find a way to do is, okay, if we can talk for a few minutes, maybe, I, this is a phrase, have you heard me talk about burping the Tupperware? It's a, <laughs> I don't think so. Okay, this is a really weird a analogy, but if you are old enough to know what Tupperware is, the idea of if you put the Tupperware lid on and then you pull back part of the corner to let some of the air inside escape, it's called burping the Tupperware. Okay. And I'm, I'm wondering if sometimes I just need to burp the Tupperware a little bit. If I would be much more mature and cognizant that that's all I'm doing, I'm just burping the Tupperware, we're not solving the world's okay. problems, if I would just maybe let a little bit of it out. Because you know, it's not like I could come home and you say, how was your day? And me go, it was fine. Like you would know. You know, I I couldn't fake it anyway. Right. But I could totally say it was fine and it could be a great day. It could be a (laughs) mediocre day. It could be a horrible day. And it was all fine to me. That's really what it was. And I've done it. I don't need to talk about it. But we're talking about me now. I know. (laughs) It's always about you. <laughs> no, it's not. But that that's the point, though, that if I could find a way to just let a little bit of it out and then be able to dial back and say, okay, 
I I don't want I I don't want to get you to the point where you do have to make the call that says I can't talk about this anymore or we need to stop the conversation. Okay. Um, I don't know how to do that because often I'm a long storyteller and I've got to give you the details. Like I got to tell you what day and what time and well, somebody then came in like I got to do There's a lot stuff. of people that do that. Yeah. And I find it makes that me crazy. I just want the pertinent information. Yeah. I don't need all of the things peripheral right now. Right. Which is a little bit weird uh, considering my background, but not really because I need to get down to the heart of the matter yeah. and then we can extrapolate out to see what details you are can important ask questions. as we, we yeah. go through. I think one of the things there too that is a struggle, and again, this is, is for us mm-hmm. as working in the same place. Other people may not have some of these or some of this I could see. They want to mm-hmm. come home and you know, when we were in different lines of work, well, how was your date? You really wanted to know. And I didn't want to talk mm-hmm. about it. Work was at work. Mm-hmm. But I think one of the problems, at least for me, is, uh, okay, so let's say I've gone and picked up the kids. I've come home. Uh, you have probably have stayed at the office a little <laughs> bit later. You're coming home. I'm in home mode. What mm-hmm. do we need to do here? How am I, What are we going to have for supper? Get the kids fed, make sure their homework's done, what other activities mm-hmm. are we are going. And even though it's a short commute, my mind has pretty much already transitioned to yeah. home life. And I, while I'm doing that, I may still be contemplating the things that have happened during the day or other issues uh, with just life in general. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean I want to talk about them. Right. You know, I'm kind of multitasking in my multitasking in my mind. Yeah. Well, can I add another another layer to my need to share things with you? Yes, you can. Um, I am a big believer in I don't lie to you. I don't hide things from you. And so there is this little voice in the back of my head that says, but if you don't tell him how your day was and all the details of the day, you're not lying. then I'm, if I don't tell you, I'm lying. And so that is, it's almost like I really need to find a way to turn that app in my brain off. Um, But again, that's a big challenge for us with the work uh, life balance. It is. And there are times that you don't tell me stuff for weeks or maybe months yeah. because you know, <laughs> particularly about what else is, has gone on in my work day that yeah. that's not going to be good. And it's just going to frustrate him more or something of that nature. And I, we keep saying this, I don't want people to think we come home every day frustrated. No, 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 no. We're, we're talking about how do we handle some of these things. Yeah. So one of the things that I think is important is what we've been talking about. When it's time to communicate and talk about the issues that, and your spouse is a good person to talk to about, probably even better if they don't work with you. <laughs> but sometimes it's better because mm-hmm. we know all the players. Right. Yes. We know all the For situations. The the bad. <laughs> we have all the same reports to do. We have the yeah. same uh, accreditation standards that we have to buy. So we un- you understand a lot of the things what I'm talking about. And I understand. And there are times we ask each other questions. How are you handling this? Mm -hmm. What are you doing? Can I see yours so I know what I'm supposed to be doing? Yeah. Uh, I think there are times to say, yes, we can talk about work. I can tell you about my day. You can tell me about your day. And there are times you have to say, no, we can't do this. Mm -hmm. So, you know, let's just imagine that it's a Saturday morning and we're driving to the farmer's market. Maybe that's not the time (laughs) for us to talk about work stuff. Yeah. And let's be all in with each other. Let's be all in with our family and go enjoy the goods of the, the farmer's market. Mm-hmm. Inevitably, I think every day there's going to come up something about work. Right. Hey, did you get this email about this? Oh, do you know when we have to go back to work? Do you know, you know, whatever. <laughs> Some of it's going to be unavoidable. But I think if you say set boundaries, yeah. a lot of this comes down to different types of boundaries that we're not going to talk about it at this particular time or we're going to try to go the whole day. 
and, and it's problematic in other areas too. And I don't want to get off on this too much, but let's say that you and I go on a vacation. Mm-hmm. We leave the kids with one of our parents or we just go on a date night. Mm-hmm. That should be time for us. Mm-hmm. Inevitably, we have to rein it in so we're not talking about the kids. Oh, yeah. So this this thing encompasses other times. You know, maybe you have to uh, schedule time. To talk work or? Yeah. Okay. You know, I, I think about people that I have heard talk about. They schedule time. They put time in their planner that is set aside to do nothing but think. I don't know what they're thinking about. I don't remember when they were talking about that. But maybe there are times that, okay, every whatever at 7.30, we're going to sit down and discuss mm-hmm. work or we're going to unload about our day or something of that nature. And I'm just spitballing here because yeah. I know uh, so we're probably not going to do that. But no, <laughs> I think there are times that you have to say, yes, we can talk about this. No, we're not going to talk about work. Yeah, it, it's such a, a difficult thing because sometimes I worry that our lives are so deeply enmeshed in work since we both work there that oh, we don't really have a whole lot else to talk about right now because we're in full work mode, especially when we go back to school, yes. yeah. that I do find that our topic of conversation, which this is not meant to be marriage therapy, but sometimes that's just, it's so, we're so deep into it that it's either work or kids, and I don't know what else to talk to you about. <laughs> we're, we both, to some degree, have a personality flaw that we're all in. Yeah. Whatever we're doing, yeah. we are all in. Yeah. Uh, so when it's work mode, we're all in. When yeah. it's family mode, we're almost all in. <laughs> when it's hobby mode, we're all in. Yeah. Like those type of things, which is not bad. But again, trying to figure out that balance. Yeah. One of the things that I started doing a couple of years ago, I have a love-hate relationship with smartphones. Yeah. Uh, and it used to be if a student emailed me or somebody from uh, work emailed me, it didn't matter what time of the day it was, mm-hmm. I was probably responding. Yeah. Unless it was during like midnight to 6, <laughs> 7. Yeah. I wasn't responding then because I was asleep. Right. But I would respond, and I would I would check my email. Cons- uh, what I forgot the word constantly. There's a different word yeah. that I want to use, but I would check it a lot, yeah, you know, because I could do it on my phone yeah. very easily. And I got to the point to where this was consuming me. Yeah, people or students, their problems, they were emailing me or asking questions and stuff, and I would get some at like twelve oh four in the morning, and I would respond. Yeah, why why are they up? Right. Why am I up? Right. But I, uh, several years ago, I decided I'm not going to do that anymore. Yeah. I will kind of stop checking it about six o'clock, which means so about an hour after I get home, roughly, mm-hmm. I will still check because there are some things that are coming in a little bit later. Yeah. I understand that. But I have told most of my students and in most of my classes that if you email me after this point, I'm not going to check it. If I do check it, I'm probably not going to respond. Mm-hmm. There have been a few times to where I've had an email from a student come in, you know, say it's 1030 in the evening and there's been an issue with the course, uh, the cor- course management uh, system or mm-hmm. something set up. I'll go in and adjust that mm-hmm. because they're trying to work on it. Then, right. but, you know, they're asking questions about homework. They're asking questions about assignments, uh, other things. I'm probably not responding. So for me, not checking email after a certain point at night and not filling the ne- or the evening after you get home. And maybe it should be 5 o'clock. Yeah. Uh, I know our students don't work on that type of schedule, so I'm a little bit flexible flexible with that. But that has helped me tremendously. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think I told you, because we've sort of talked about this on the podcast, that I was real bad about the same thing. And basically through your inspiration, I'll say, I did cut back on that quite a bit this year that I just quit checking emails. I was real bad about checking them literally as I was walking to go climb in bed. And that meant that if I got something worrisome, or even if it wasn't worrisome, but it was like, I'm having trouble submitting this. I got my blood pressure to go up, not in a bad way, just like, oh, I've got to fix this problem. And I found that me stopping that process, that need to check and then try to solve problems or whatever, it really did help me quite a bit. And then I, we had the conversation as well that neither one of us, I think, well, I do not check my email until I'm actually in my office now in the mornings. And that made a huge difference for me as well because checking it and then like spending the whole hour or two hours that I'm getting ready and getting the kids ready, thinking about, I got to hurry up because I got to go deal with this other problem. It just, it's a terrible way for me to start my day. I still do it. A little bit. Yeah. I don't do it before. I used to check my email before I got out of bed. Yeah. Because so, I like to know what's ahead of me, what are the problems, so I can go ahead and start working on them as soon as my feet hit the floor. Yeah. I've done better at that, and I think that has been helpful. I've also have contemplated taking my work email off of my phone. Yeah. Have a number of other email accounts on there uh, for some different things. Some of those I do check, and that's why a lot of times I will check it several times, not a lot, but several times in the evening because I other things are coming in on the there. Oh, that sure. Sometimes I need to deal with, sometimes I don't. Sometimes it's just informational. Other people use that as a way to contact whatever. But inevitably, you get the work email because it checks it all at once. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I may look at doing that. I don't know because it is easy because, again, well, there we have some flexibility that if our kids have a 4 o'clock activity, yeah. I can go do that, but I still like the idea that I can stay connected yeah. with uh, my students, if they do email me, and there are other ways that some of them will contact me that have nothing to do with email, mm-hmm. which is actually a little bit easier mm-hmm. uh, for me to respond to. And there are also times that I've responded to students to get an email laying like, great, don't worry about it. We'll deal with it in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just so everybody will go to bed. Yeah. I think, do you have anything else you want to say about that? Before I, I was just going to point that? out that that really is our effort to find a work-life balance. Um, they feel like teeny tiny steps that we really have not mastered, but they, they're steps that we had not taken before as far as limiting our connectivity, so to speak, to the right. students. I think that's important. There really is this, this thought, yes, because they are 24-7 and they have access to pretty much anything they want 24-7. And to basically lay down that boundary, either as you are, te- you're telling your students, I don't check beyond this point. Um, and I'm listening to you going, I need to do that probably because then it holds it lets them know that because I've had students that have emailed middle of the night and I'm I'm not a night owl. They've emailed much later than I've been in bed. And then I get to the office and there's actually two emails because they're distraught that I did not respond to their 3 a.m. email. And we're, um, we'll have to address that at some point about <laughs> how people expect immediate responses yeah. all the time. Yeah. And, you know, if I email a student, I don't expect that right away. Now, if they've emailed me and I immediately respond and then I don't hear about them yeah. for like five hours. Yeah. We have an issue, but that's another topic for yeah, another yeah, yeah. day. Yeah. 
I think also uh, somewhat related to this idea is we are friends with a number of people that we work with. Mm -hmm. Now, I tend not to really use my cellular phone like most people do. I do not consider an electronic dog collar. I don't I don't think you should be able to access me 24-7. Oh, I see. Yeah. And I will not necessarily respond. You know, if I get a text message, I may or may not respond in a timely manner. Mm -hmm. It depends on what it is, who it's coming from. I, I don't go around giving my number out a lot. No, me neither. Because people will misuse it. Oh, yes. Like, oh, they'll contact you about work-related things that could have waited till the next yeah. day or they could have waited till Monday morning. And I think, you know, it's it's different if it's an emergency situation or something needs to be dealt with. I'm all on board with that. So one of the things that I have been doing uh, on the down low for a little bit of time is not responding to text messages or answering my phone during designated family time. Mm -hmm. So if we are eating supper and I get a text message, uh, now I can see it on my, my watch, so mm -hmm. I kind of know I'm not going to respond to it unless it's a real emergency. If it's a phone call and it's work, somebody from work, even if it's somebody that is a friend, I'm probably not going to answer it unless I'm expecting it or you know I know something is up. You know, because if, and this is going to be problematic because some of them may call me if they're in an emergency situation. They'll call back or they'll send a text. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the other day I was busy with some things and I got a phone call from the president of our institution mm -hmm. and I didn't answer it. Mm -hmm. uh, it showed up on my watch. I saw it was him. I'm busy. This is me time. Mm -hmm. uh, also, it was a dangerous situation for me to try to answer the phone <laughs> with that. And we'll talk about that some other time on the regular podcast. Uh, but unless it's from like four to five people, I'm not answering the phone. And most of the time, three of those people are with me when I'm not answering yeah. the phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you and the kids. Yeah. The others would be like my parents, mm -hmm. maybe our siblings, your parents, those type of things. Yeah. With that, because we... We live in a world to where this there is this sense of an immediate action or yeah. urgency that you should be available 24-7. I'm not. So there are times, and I've noticed that you do this somewhat regularly. Uh, I've noticed it probably over the past year that a lot of times at mealtime, mm -hmm. you'll leave your phone in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I do that. Sometimes I take it with me because we're on the porch. Sometimes we use it for music or and something of that nature. And you've got to take a picture of your food. And I've got to take some pictures. gorgeous plate. Yeah. So I use it for other things, yeah. but a lot of times I'll put it back in my pocket. Uh, but I think that is a conscious effort to yeah. create a work-life balance because I don't want at the end of my life my kids to say, I wish they'd spent more time with me. Sure. So when it's time for us to be doing stuff, I'm all in Yeah. with that. And this is a... Uh, What's a confession? Time? Okay. Uh, sometimes I've been out doing stuff with the kids and I get a text from you and I'm like, come on, you know, we're doing this. And it's, uh, you know, if it's like you need something, yeah, that's fine. But there's other times you're just, I'm like, really? Hmm. So I apologize. I'm quiet because now I'm like hurt <laughs> and we're going to talk about this later. No, I'm kidding. But um, you know what it, you know what I'm talking about. I actually I've, don't. I've told you but, that before. Okay. I'm, I'm sure you have. Um, but remember my memory is not great. So you'll have to teach me the lesson again later. Okay. Um, I, I definitely think that part of the situation we are in now with our very connected world, the phone plays a large role in that to not be constantly 
checking email not to be quite as accessible. And uh, those are hard lessons. And, you know, you kind of hit on something that we've mentioned before, but I think it's worthy of a mention again, if not just a reminder to ourselves, but maybe to those that those few that are listening that our kids are learning phone habits from us and they're watching us and they're sponges. They absolutely are. And so if I am sitting there, cause I still do take my phone with me from time to time when we're sitting at dinner and I put it next to me and I know what happens as soon as, you know, there we've stopped eating. Like we're just sitting around talking and I've gotten a text. I look at the phone instead of truly being in the moment, letting that go because some of our best conversations are post dinner. I know Correct. this sitting there talking, waiting for, for Callie to say, can I be excused? Like <laughs> that little in between time of the last bite to, okay, let's go our separate ways is important. And our kids are paying attention to us. And I do worry like at what point are they going to start bringing their iPods to the table and just sitting it next to them. And they so already I do they, Well, but Some not, days. not as bad as, as I can be. And so, yeah, that's something that I need to work a little more and it'll, I know I feel better. I know I feel better when and, I don't. And there are times that we do and other people need to respond to things, but our kids observing us, they don't really know if I'm playing on my phone exactly, or if I'm responding to something of importance. Yes. And there are, and they've said stuff before and I'm like, I got to deal with this. This is a work issue mm -hmm. or, Hey, this is Nana. She's, you know, updating me on something. I need to respond to this. So I've, I explained to them, but yeah, the other day they were, it was a nice, cool day. They were sitting outside or they had come inside. I don't remember why, but I'm like, why are you wasting this gorgeous weather? Yeah. It's not hot. It's not cold. Uh, you could be outside doing stuff because the rain is coming. Mm -hmm. And then a few minutes later, they walked in and I had sat down and turned on the television. Oh. And I'm like, yeah, you caught me. I, but yeah. Uh, and, you know, I don't want to make excuses, but I'm like, yeah, you're right. You're right. I should have <laughs> listened. So I think the setting boundaries yeah. with that. This is not to say that there are not times that I'm not on call and we're not in a business right now. So we're, we're on call, but occasionally there are special events and that, you know, people need access to us over the weekend or at night. Those are the exceptions. Yeah. And we both have been in lines of work to where there are times that you are on call more than yeah. others. And that's not what I'm talking about. If, you know, I'm expecting that type of situation and the phone rings, I'm going to answer it. Yeah. And that, those are exceptions to the rule. But can I point out that a phone ringing is so different than checking your email looking for the thing that's coming, you know? And these days, I don't know about you, when the phone rings, I, I nearly jump because it's so unusual. Right. And, and not to say, not for listeners to hear go, oh, if I really want our attention, I better call. I just mean in terms of, I would like to believe that our kids can translate. Oh, a phone call is different. Right. I get than that. Refreshing we almost become email. annoyed by phone calls now because <laughs> email, text messages, text. Uh, direct messages type things yeah. become a little bit problematic yeah. with that. Yeah. But finding balance. Somebody needs to tell us how to do it. We're well, working on it. <laughs> yeah, we are working on it. We're going to continue to work on it. Yeah. And we'll do some checking into what other people have to say, the so-called, and I do mean that on purpose, the so-called experts sure. uh, that are out there. And there's difference of opinions yeah. with that. Some say there is no, and you're you're just living life, and there is no balance. <laughs> and I don't think that's fair. Right. I don't think it's fair to no. you. I don't think it's fair to the kids. I don't think it's fair to my friends. No. 
think about times that w- you've been places, mm-hmm. not just you, you as in the listeners as well. Think about times that you have been places with your friends, with your family. And again, I'm not suggesting that we're perfect on this. We've gotten better over the years, but we still fall into this. But so maybe you're you're out to eat, you're at a concert, you're at the farmer's market, you're, you're out wherever, and they're constantly on their phone mm-hmm. instead of being in the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is something that we deal with in a much broader perspective than yeah. just a work-life balance. Yeah. Related to that, I have deliberately tried to, when we go to a particular concert, mm-hmm. I'm going to take a couple of pictures. I may take a quick video. Phone's going back in the pocket. Mm-hmm. I hate going and seeing people recording the whole thing. One, legal issues, but we're not going to worry about those. <laughs> but you're missing the moment because you're yeah. looking at life through a little screen yeah. instead of seeing the beauty of the panoramic view. Yeah, yeah. So as we kind of uh, wrap up this off-the-cuff thought zone related to work-life balance, and we've just thrown out some ideas and some, it's probably been more things that we're struggling with yeah. dealing with this. A little this. bit of therapy there. Uh, what are a couple of suggestions, a couple of takeaways, or a quick recap of some things that you have that may, or you've tried or you're working on that may help with this idea of work-life balance? I think uh, a big one is to not be afraid to say we're still working on it. I think anytime I get egotistical enough or comfortable enough to say that, uh, well, this is this is the solution for something like that, I, I really, really have missed the mark. So continuing to work through it, continuing to evaluate is a big thing. I think for me, putting away the phone uh, in those key moments to, you know, out of sight, out of mind, hopefully. And if it's something really important, like you said, we've got these these watches that it'll tell us, like, mom's calling and, okay, I've got to go find my, my phone. And, and being more cognizant of my availability to my students through email or whatever that might be. Those are a couple of things for me. And, and maybe I need to be a little bit more proactive in my thinking before I start emotionally dumping the trash of my day onto you, which is verbal trash, by the way, not right. actual I trash. Um, to be thoughtful about, okay, what's what's the basics I can give you so that I feel like I've burped the Tupperware and then walk away from it and and be okay. You know, that you're not my therapist. And... It's okay to to share some some of my days so I don't feel guilty for not telling you okay. things. <laughs> but th- those are a couple of takeaways for me. What about you? I think one I do, and I've tried to do this. Uh, I don't know that I've been very successful. Is to be more open to when you need to talk or when you want to talk about something that has happened on your day. To you're not really asking for advice. You're not asking for a solution. You're not asking me to help. You just really want to get it out. Mm-hmm. You want to you know talk it through and mm-hmm. sometimes it's not even talk it through you just want to say it out loud and you're fine with that <laughs> whereas I'm not a big talker so maybe I need to be more open about sometimes telling you mm-hmm. what has happened in the day uh, I think uh, do not feel afraid to say no with things mm-hmm. uh, put down the phone put down the computer step away from your email mm-hmm. step away from text messages and be present with whatever you're doing yeah. again uh, the other day, I got a phone call, and I didn't answer it because I was in the middle of something that was kind of important. There are times I'm out with uh, our family doing things, and I get texts. And sometimes I'll see them. I don't open them, but you can see it on the, the screen there to give you a little preview. Like, all right, that's nothing I've got to deal with right now. 
put it back in my pocket, move on. Mm-hmm. It's like three seconds. And that's, you know, because I want to be in the moment. So I think setting some boundaries, saying no, disconnecting from uh, your devices. Mm-hmm. And when you are with other people, be fully vested mm-hmm. in those other people. Again, we understand there's emergency situations or you may be on call. Uh, I think about a couple of years ago that we were at an event and uh, one of the the ladies that was there left early because I think she's a radiologist. Oh, yeah. And she was on call. It was the 4th of July. There was a major, she had to go. Mm-hmm. And her family understands. We all understood that. You're right. the one that's on call right then. You're hoping for the best. That's not really what we're talking about. Right. You know, when you're on call, you're on call. Yeah, yeah. And I think everybody understands that. But when you're not in that type of position to be on call, be fully vested in, in what you're doing. Yeah. And if that means you need to leave your phone in your car, leave your phone in your car. Yeah. I hardly would ever do that because I may need to call somebody because <laughs> they're stuck. Yeah. Or whatever. Uh, and that's not uh, a double standard there, because if you really need me, yeah, the people know that. You know, if you call, I'm sometimes I don't answer your call either, because I'm yeah. in the middle of something and I can't <laughs> at that point. Yeah. Uh, so you'll either leave a message, and I may not check it until later. But if you you'll text me. Yeah. Just like other people, if they really need, they're going to call me right back, or they're going to send me a text, like because they know. Yeah. And the people that actually have my number and I deal with. So I think those are the things for yeah. me. What I am interested in as uh, we wrap up this particular off the cuff session of the Thought Zone is for those of you that have actually listened to this, what are some of the things that you do in your life to create a work life balance? Yeah. And if you have those things that you would like to share with us, and maybe uh, we could share at a later uh, episode when we talk again on Thoughts On about work-life balance, we would greatly appreciate that. Uh, send us a DM over Instagram. Or uh, when that, sorry, I realized you're pointing to me meant you want me to say the name of the Instagram account. My bad. The Front Porch Sessions podcast. Again, Instagram, the Front Porch Sessions podcast. Right. Good job. And if you have other ways, there are a handful of our friends out there that deal in high stress situations. Yeah. Uh, and they they listen and they know other ways to contact us and they do that pretty regularly. So you can send it that way if yeah. you prefer text message, email, yeah. Marco Polo, whatever with that. But seriously, if you have actually listened to this episode, we appreciate it. And thanks for sticking with us. This is one has uh, ended up being a little bit longer than we typically try to have the thoughts on. We also have some technical difficulties. <laughs> Uh, in, in there. Which just another day in the life. Just another day. But really, we d- appreciate uh, all of you spending some time with us. And if you have some thoughts, some suggestions, or even some resources that you recommend yes. that we look into yes. to be able to uh, talk about on a later date related to work-life balance, uh, we'd greatly appreciate it if you helped us out in that way. Please. I, I wouldn't even really know where to start as far as finding some good resources. So if you've got some books or some authors or some, I, I don't even know what to ask for, just resources. So yes, please send those our way. Or just practical advice too. Oh, there we Things go. Things that you have, have done and, and you know they work. Yeah. Or at least they work in your situation that we could try and we could share with or tens of thousands of listeners each and every <laughs> Bless episode. Bless your heart. Are you trying to manifest that into being, if yeah. you say it enough, right? Yes. And uh, we probably should stop before this turns into a full-blown regular episode. I like that of idea. comedy. Okay. 
So, uh, well, until next time, I've been Billy. And I've been Christy. And you've been listening to the Front Porch Sessions Thoughts on Work-Life Balance.